The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Welcome back to Just Another White Guys Podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. That's right. We're back. This is a real episode, not a fake episode, not that nonsense that I did like a week and a half ago that told you that new podcasts were coming back. But in fact, this is a full podcast to help you ring in the new year. We'll ring out 2019, get ready for 2020, all kinds of fun stuff on the way for this podcast going forward. I promise I'm going to try to do one episode every week, bring all the guests back, have fun. I got new equipment. I bought this giant Mac that is sitting in front of me that is ginormous and beautiful and needs to earn its damn keep. So that's what we'll be doing. We're going to jump right into uh, this week's episode. I asked one of the most beautiful people I know, one of the positive influences in my life, someone I talk to all the time, someone I run things by, we, we talk bits, we, uh, we uh, jam around, blah, blah, blah about movies and all kinds of nerdy stuff. And that's what this podcast is going to be. It'll be the one and only Dana Wessel. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's go jogging. officially back it's time it's it's not quite 2020 when we're gonna put this up but almost 2020 and i could couldn't think of anyone to have on the next iteration of this podcast more qualified more deserving more well-spoken more of everything just this you know this is the best of the best when you go to the number one spot you want the best and that's why I called on my good friend, Dana Wessel. Dana, welcome back to the Jog Pod. Oh, you couldn't get Robert, Robert Downey Jr.? That's, I thought that's who you are introducing. <laughs> no. Me and RDJ, I, I got I to tell you, me and RDJ have, have had a little bit of a falling out. Oh, since the last Avengers movie? No, no, not since that. It's this Doolittle thing that he's doing. He didn't bring me in as a consultant. Oh, and it really yeah. hurt my feelings. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were going to be a part of that. So did I, but uh turns out that he may be Iron Man, but he's also an asshole. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad to uh, be second place to him anytime. Happy you're, to be here, Dustin. You're always first place. Always number one in my heart, Dana. Oh, thank you. You are too. So, one of the questions that uh, I thought of uh, when I was preparing for, because as you know, I do tons of preparation for these shows. Like, pages, oh yeah, no, no, you, you, you've been prepping for months. Just pages and, of uh, notes, weeks. pages of notes. Yeah. Uh huh. So, I, I, I've been wondering, what's it like to have a wife that's so much smarter than you? <laughs> well, it's actually funny because um, she's definitely book smarter than me. Right. If I was going to come down to street smarts, not so much. <laughs> oh okay. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, it is it is actually really nice to have because she can do like all the things that I can't do. And like I guess I just looked down at her when she was on the computer. I'm like, you're doing work. She's like, no, I'm paying bills. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know how to do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys are a, a real uh, homogenous unit. Like she does all the things that you don't do well, and you do the things that she doesn't do well, and y'all like work together. You like your one good conglomerate. Of course, yeah. It's like yeah, it all like works together in harmony, so to speak. You know, such a beautiful thing. It really is. We uh, now, of course, your first name is Dana, and your parents yeah. your parents were very mean to you to saddle you with uh, a girl's <laughs> name, which I I love the fact that you've embraced it. You're like it. It doesn't matter if it's a boy's name or a girl's name. It's just a name. I just own it. But yeah. you came up at a time where it wouldn't have been that easy to deal with oh having a girl's name in elementary school are you kidding me <laughs> it seems super easy i mean no and not only that like so get this so not only did i have a girl's name growing up in elementary school and you know we all remember whether you everyone was an asshole or ever, all kids were assholes you know oh, yeah. i i had a girl's name and not only that i could not say my r's or l's until about sixth grade <laughs> so imagine being a kid named dana and then so, like, I had a friend named Ryan Ruder. So, this is how he used to say his name, or this is how he could only say his name, Ryan Wudo. Okay, yep. <laughs> so, I cannot say my R's or L's until, like, some intense speech therapy through, like, third through sixth grade. So, <laughs> thankfully, I was blessed, though, because I was tall and I could dunk on the early basketball hoop. Yeah. So... So kids, once like fifth grade rolled around, you know, kids stopped giving me too much crap because you know I could dunk on the on on the six foot basketball hoop. <laughs> you could you could dunk on them, and then they also wanted you to be on their team, so you could dunk on everyone else. Exactly. So it could have been a lot worse, but yeah, no, it was especially because there was a girl in our my exact grade growing up at uh, Thomas Lake Elementary School named Dana Mock, and she had you know, obviously she was a girl named Dana, so. <laughs> That didn't that didn't make uh, didn't make the jokes any any uh, lesser, you know. Kids kids are kids are assholes. Like I remember, kids are the worst. Do, you, do you remember like the worst bullying thing that happened to you? Uh, I'm just yeah no. I remember there was this one kid that lived in uh, my buddy's. He lived across the street from my good friend Yorgo, and he would like invite us over. And he was like three or four years older than us, and. He would basically just beat the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> like he would like just hold us down and like punch, and it was just like torture basically. And it was like the worst. And like, we always like said, "We're gonna get back at that kid. We're gonna get back at that kid." And then he like moved away, and I looked him on Facebook like five years ago, and he's selling used cars somewhere. So uh, he lost. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's always a good one. It's that, yeah. that is the thing about social media. You can go back and look and see like, Oh, was this person was terrible to me. Let me see what's going on in their life. And then you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. it looks like uh karma got him. So I'll just let that go. Right. It's like, uh, um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman says an almost famous Phil, you'll meet them all again. Their long journey to the middle. Right. Exactly. I, uh, I, I very distinctly remember uh, the worst bullying things that happened to me because uh, I was a fat kid. It's it, this, Being fat is not a new thing for me. It's basically like uh, my default. Like it's, it's where I've been my whole life. And uh, so that wasn't easy. But, uh, so, what's, what, so, what, so what state is this story in? Uh, give me some uh, pers- this, perspective here. This is in Oregon. 
I was okay. uh, I was in middle school, and this is the first year where everyone showered after PE class. Sure. Which is not a fun experience. Like, I, no, not at why all. The, why the fuck does anyone need to shower with anyone else? No. Yeah. So you get a bunch of. I don't. I want to say we were like sixth grade, fifth grade. Uh-huh. Some dudes, you know, some people's bodies are starting to change. Some of us are still looking like doughy toddlers. Some of <laughs> us are still, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's a wide variety of things that are happening. Of course, it's sixth grade. Like we're barely like twelve or thirteen at that point, you know. So, uh, the yeah, the worst thing that happened to me was uh, they would they used to pee on me in the shower. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They they all thought it was hilarious to corner me and pee on me. So yeah. What a bunch of fucking dicks. I know. It's, it's, it was not uh it was not the funnest experience, but No, I, I bet not. Ah, I'm sorry, dude. That's rough. You know. But it it, it it certainly taught me at a young age, uh one thing I was definitely not into sexually, which was getting pee. <laughs> <laughs> not not a golden shower kind of guy, huh? Not a golden shower kind of guy. <laughs> I learned that one at an early age, thankfully. It's important. It's important. I, I, I didn't have to spend money to find out I didn't like it. It happened to me in middle school. So. I feel lucky in that regard. Yeah. One of those guys uh, that peed on me uh, became a police officer, which I found to be both appropriate and ironic because. Yeah, because he's one of those dicks. I was just like, oh, I'm going to be a cop now. Cause, yeah, he's uh, still, you know. still, still bullying people, I'm sure. Yeah. That's brutal. Moving on to happier things. Uh, yes. Yeah. As of recording this last night, you went to uh, a comedy show. Uh, you went down to the uh, the vaunted Treasure Island Casino. I had, I had some good times down at Treasure Island uh, back in my day living in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a really good Treasure Island story. I was uh, I was roommates with a girl, and uh, we that we we worked together at uh, Mystic Lake. So I used to be a blackjack sure. dealer. Yeah. She showed up at a party I was at one night and convinced me that I should be her roommate and took me over to the apartment, showed me around, convinced me that it would be a good idea. And I gave her money <laughs> and moved in. And then her boyfriend moved in the next day. Oh God. So I got, I got hit to pay half and then he got, he, he she moved, she moved back, she moved him back in and then they split her half. Oh God. I was like, this was a huge So you're, mistake. you're paying half and they're, and they're both paying like a half eat. Yeah. Oh, God, that's brutal. So this is not going well. I'm, I'm hating the fact that I've made this life choice uh-huh. and I, I was not good with money at the time. I also didn't like working, which is uh, not new for me either. I uh, and I was a little I was a little bit short on uh, some bills, mm-hmm. so I looked at my bank account and I was like, you know what? I uh, I'm gonna go win. I'm gonna go win some money. That always works, by the way. <laughs> it's a great plan. It's a great plan. Yeah. So I took the cash that I had available to me at uh, at uh-huh. the time. And I headed down to Treasure Island. And having worked in casinos enough, you kind of know the people and the machines to play and the people to avoid. Sure. Yeah, you, you kind of know the vibe a little bit. So I headed over to the dollar slot machine uh, area, the three-reel area. 
and mm-hmm. uh, there was an older gentleman. This was probably at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to the uh, the older gentleman. And I was like, "Hey, uh, any of these uh, any of these do for a payout?" And uh, he goes, "Oh, that one down on the corner should be hitting pretty soon." I was like, "Okay, thanks." So I go down there, throw a hundy in, playing, playing, playing. It's not hitting anything. Yeah. Get, get down to about twelve dollars. I hit a triple seven for five hundy. Yeah, the buddy. And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, there we go." And so I was like, well, I got what I needed. I've been there about 20 minutes. Yep. In and so out. I get, uh, so I get, uh, I get paid for that. And I go down to the, the gentleman. I was like, here, here's $100. Thanks thanks for the thing. He's like, oh, no, that's okay. I was like, are you sure? Like, I wouldn't have played that machine if it wasn't for your suggestion. He's like, no, no, that's all right. What a guy. So that was that was very nice. That's amazing. Uh, you like he turned out a hundred dollar tip and was just you know he was just happy to give you the uh, give the advice on the yep, machine to play. Holy crap! That's that Minnesota nice, sir. That is man. That's that Treasure Island nice, man. <laughs> I have I have some other good. And then I immediately drove back to the apartment. I was saying, wrote a really shitty note, put the money down on the table, and said, "I'm fucking moving out. Don't ever talk to me yep. again." And then yeah, things got weirder. The, the, my life just continued to take weird turns after that. Do you have any good uh, stories from uh, playing or uh, dealing blackjack? You must have seen some things. Oh man, let's see good blackjack stories. Because you, you must have been, you, you probably had all all kinds come up to you the the newly oh, eighteen yeah. year olds that are like you know throwing a twenty down don't kind of like swinger style don't know how to like to get their chips and you deal with the grinders that are, you know, there or, you know, some high rollers and shit. So you've probably seen it all. Yeah, definitely seen. You see all kinds of people. You see the same kinds of people at every casino. Like they're not the same person, but they're the same kind of people. Same, same type of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one of the big things that would happen when I worked at Grand Casino Malax is that uh, the, there's a large, for people that don't know this, that, that, that aren't around Minnesota a lot, there's a big Asian population, especially a large Hmong population, uh, in Minneapolis and Hmong people love to gamble. They love gambling. Now, probably not all of them, but a lot of them, they would caravan up to grand casino, check into the hotel. And I kid you not, I would come in for my shift on Friday night and start at six or seven or eight o'clock. Uh-huh. See the same people playing. The next day when I came in and started at seven, eight o'clock. Like they were playing all night? Oh yeah. They 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 would sit at the tables and play all night long. And all day. And all night. And some of them have that really would have that real have you ever noticed some people have like a really long pinky fingernail? Oh yeah. So that's that's people dipping into the old uh white powdery goodness and yeah, giving themselves the old, a little bonus uh, yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. a different kind of five hour energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, uh, I dealt blackjack to Larry, the ax Henning. Oh, nice. That was pretty cool. Uh, it was not long after his son, Kurt had died. So I didn't want to ask him yeah, any wrestling perfect. questions. So like, but he, uh, he was playing he was playing at the table with another guy and they were kind of telling stories like 
I couldn't hear specifics, but he would say like names of like old timey people that I knew. Yeah, so they tell like, war, war, old war tales. And yeah, stuff, for you know? sure. And so like I was totally just marking out, just dealing these cards. I'm like, oh god, I know what he's talking about. I know he's like, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And, like, I kind of wanted to like throw something in, but I just felt like it just wasn't wasn't my place. You want to be that guy? Yeah. But I was uh, I was known as a table killer. Like, uh, oh, you were the cooler. Then, he didn't, uh, he, he never, uh, got any hot hands going or, I mean, you know, I would occasionally, he bust, everybody wins. I, I, I would occasionally go on some good runs for the table, but usually they sent me in when they needed tables killed. <laughs> do, do you ever, did you ever feel bad? Like when, you know, you got a sick show and a lot of people doubling and looking good on their, you know, two face cards. Then all of a sudden you throw over a five and then all of a sudden it's 21 and, <laughs> Everybody's I mean, like, God I, damn it. I would feel bad sometimes, but there was, uh-huh. especially at Grand Casino, with so many of the same people all the time. And you know, Depends the, on people, the person, yeah. You know the people that are going to make it worth your while if you win for them. And yeah. so a lot of times I didn't feel bad. You're like, well, well, that's what you get for uh, playing the game or the house has the odds. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, my favorite, the the six five was not always my favorite. I always liked to hit the uh, six seven eight. Yeah, yeah. Put the six and then every seven. And everyone's like, oh, bus card coming. Then you throw the eight down. And everyone's yeah. like, God dang. <laughs> the old five and six card twenty ones. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Times. Yeah. Those long trolleys are like, come on, bus card, bus card, bus card. And all of a sudden, it's a six card twenty one. You're like, Jesus. But I also feel like uh, the way that I would act sometimes at the tables are the same reasons. Like when I go to Vegas, I get my ass kicked. So <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. Let's exactly. be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I had some good gambling times in Minnesota though. We would uh I was actually just telling this story the other day. We would occasionally this this particular instance, this only happened once, but we would finish up our shifts at two in the morning, jump in mm-hmm. someone's car and drive down to Canterbury. Yeah, I was gonna say because if, if you're a missa, you can't gamble there, obviously, but you right. can gamble at uh, Canterbury. Yeah, for sure. The more than one night, I uh, we you used to be able to get on a list called an early out list. Mm-hmm. There's more than one time I put myself on the EO list, took an early out, and went straight from Mystic to Canterbury to buy into poker games. That <laughs> a buddy. But uh, this particular night, this, we're still working in Malax. We get we get done working at two a.m. We jump in someone's car, drive all the way down to Canterbury. So, you know, we're talking, this is 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. All buy into poker games. Play, Mm -hmm. play, 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 play. Sun's up. Shift has changed. It's 10.15. Everyone's either busted or is pretty much done. we We probably should get going. We all have to work in about eight hours. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah yeah we should probably get going someone goes th- and this is totally on brand for me someone goes the rick's cabaret lunch buffet opens in 40 minutes let's go eat first <laughs> so we stopped at uh stopped in minneapolis on the way <laughs> so we we head to downtown minneapolis pull in yeah. everyone gets food everyone starts drinking yep Everyone starts getting dances. Every well, it's shenanigans is going on. Someone finally looks and realizes it's three thirty, <laughs> and we all have to work in Onamia at six. <laughs> and you're like, okay, how are we going? A, how are we going to get there? B, who's going to drive? And we're running out of time. <laughs> also, no one has slept. 
So I I am volunteered to drive. Mm-hmm. They all these other idiots plow pile in the car. We're not even to Rogers, and all these idiots are asleep. <laughs> so I'm just flying up 169. I got Tupac. Yep. I got Tupac cranked. I got the window yep. down, just trying to stay awake. Just trying to stay awake. Yeah. Thankfully, the pit manager that was working day shift was one of my best friends. I call her and I'm like, "Hey, here's the story. Yeah, here's I, what's going I on. I can't work tonight. I need you to put me first on the list." She's like, "If you get first on the list, you're the only one that has a chance to get out early." I was like, "Put me on the list." Yep. So we all get up there. I'm half asleep in the break room. I didn't even go home. <laughs> I got just put yeah. my work. I just put the work clothes I had on the previous night back on. <laughs> Go go upstairs to start the shift. They do the table assignments. They're like, Dustin, you can go home. I'm like, okay, thank God. So oh, thank all, God. The, all, oh, thank the other, God. all the other idiots are like, oh, you got the early out. You got to go to the liquor store and reload on booze for tonight. I'm like, no, you idiots all slept. Yeah. And whatever. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, that's on you. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> so I go back to, I don't even go back to my house. I go to my buddy's house who lives behind the casino. Go into his house and just pass out on his couch and slept <laughs> until like eight o'clock the next morning. Yeah, like a baby, I'm sure. It's just like, oh, thank and so God. They, they relay the story. One of the people that was in the car was with us was my stepbrother Lauren. He was uh-huh. he was at his table and no one was playing, so he had the cards fanned out. He's just standing there and he's yep. asleep, <laughs> just asleep on his feet. Like, just sleep on his feet, like and his cars fanned out, nobody's playing, and he's like, just like you, waiting for somebody to come up. And you just, idiots like, need to just go home. Yeah. So that was uh, we had some legendary, we had some legendary drinking nights down there. I was gonna say that's amazing. I love these stories. <laughs> we would head, we would head back to uh, my buddy Jerome's house, who uh, he was a, uh, he's one of the tribe members up there, and lived on the mm-hmm. reservation, lived about a mile and a half back behind the casino. Sure. And uh, he had a pool table in his basement that we would use as a uh, poker table. Sure. And so we'd all get off work at 2 or 3 in the morning, head to Jerome's. Drinks would start flying. Poker games would start flying. Money would start flying. Next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <sighs> time to go all back kinds, to work. All kinds, <laughs> time of, to all go, kinds of shenanigans. T- time to go make the donuts. All of a sudden, we're, uh, we're playing and drinking all night. And, oh, God, we got back at the casino. <laughs> I would never I never would encourage people to drink and drive. And I'm not proud of drinking and driving. But, like, I drove back home. It, it I find it much easier to get away with drinking and driving at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> than, say, like, 10 o'clock at night on the 4th of Correct. July or something. <laughs> I do not recommend it. This is also way before Uber, and it's not like there were cabs around in Onamia. So, like, right, yeah. Still, How are you going to get stupid. around? And, and also, like, I'm sure there was, like, a lot of traffic, let's be exactly. honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, not proud of it. It's not something. But, no, we, like, don't, hey, uh, we don't. For, for the record, neither Dustin or I condone this. <laughs> so. Anyway, you went to Treasure yeah. Island. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll go back to the story that I was asking you about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You went to see the legendary comedian and close personal friend of yours, Nick Swartzen. Yeah. I, I have the, the Minnesota native, uh, Nick Swartzen. It was so much fun. He had a, he, he kind of bookended his set with, so he, he came out and just did a bunch of like Minnesota jokes and talking about the Vikings and 
how much that sucked that we lost the Packers and all that. And then um, got into some new stuff that he's like testing out because he's doing a new tour coming up after the first of the year. And it was so fucking funny, Dustin. (laughs) Oh my God. Like Heather and I, like we, after the show, like our guts were just like hurting from laughing so hard. And it was just so fun. Like he, he did about an hour and 20, which, you know, it's kind of a lot for a comedian, you know, but like I said, like he started with a little Minnesota stuff, did his full thing. And then like ended with some like more Minnesota jokes and we were just dying by the end of it. It was, it was a lot of fun. That dude is one talented, one talented guy. It's so great to see someone really good at their craft go up on stage and really just kill, especially with material that you haven't heard before. Because yeah. it's great, it's great when you see your favorite comedian break out a couple of the greatest hits. You know, like a bit that you've heard. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh right. yeah, this is the. But then they just you know, start hitting you with like, oh okay, I didn't hear this before, and like you uh-huh. know, like this is you know, it's just the best, and just that feeling of your face hurting from laughing so hard. Exactly, and like a lot of the crowd work he did too was so great. Like he. Uh, the opener was a little rough. I don't even remember his name. It's not worth bringing up, but, uh, so you're like, Oh God. And then like, he's like, all right, let's bring up Nick Swartz. And then like Nick comes running out and then runs to like the sides of like the stage kind of, and like pulls the curtain back and he's like looking and he goes, well, they were supposed to play a song for me to come out, but fuck it, whatever. I'll just start. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a bunch of good crowd work too, where, uh, you know, some like light, came on at one point and he made a joke about it and then some people were drunk and heckling and he did his, he definitely just didn't like own them or anything but just like pointing them out and like oh you guys are asshole you know and then kind of going on with his set and stuff it was really great tremendous i haven't uh i honestly haven't been to many comedy shows since uh i went to see the ralphie last, the last ralphie show that i went to yeah it's, uh, it's a little tough. I've I've been to one. I've been to one, mm-hmm. but uh, just the pain. The the pain. It sounds so corny, but the pain is a little bit too real still. Oh no! I bet, man. I bet because I mean, when you because the comedy shows are such like a you know unique thing. You know, it's not like a concert or anything like that. But you know, when you're when you're there and the lights go down and the mics out there, then you're probably just thinking of Ralphie, your buddy. You know, and. uh I bet. I, I I bet that's tough, dude. The uh now have you had have you had a chance to see Chappelle live? I have not actually. The, the fact that like he loves Minneapolis as much as he does and I've never seen him somehow, it's kind of embarrassing cuz like you know, he'll come to First Avenue and do like you know, like oh, 12 days or you know, like I'm doing like nine straight nights at First Avenue, but they always sell out so quickly. And I've actually never seen him live. That's 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 when you got to pull that uh I'm a Minnesota media member. No, 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 no. That's one that, that's one thing I would never ever 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 do for what? anything. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You got to pull you got to Tony Kornheiser it up. You got to give him, don't you know? No, 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 never 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 never. Have you done that for anything? No, God, no. Never. You never one time pulled the I'm Dana Wessel from Go 96 like what like no. Uh, so so here's the thing. So, uh, you know, See, up down is, my this favorite. Is, this is why I should never have – this is why it's a good thing I never, like, got into radio and, and became a, even just, like, locally kind of famous. I would abuse the shit out of my power. Like, I couldn't resist. Nope. I'd be asking for free shit all the time. No, no, I just can't do it, dude. I can't do it. 
like I, so I, like I was just saying, so up down my favorite arcade bar, you know, they uh for my birthday they put a little plaque on the Donkey Kong machine, my favorite game, the one that I have in my house and it says reserved for Dana Wessel. And there are times where like I'll go there and there'll be someone playing and people are like, Oh, you should just go kick him off. It says reserved for Dana Wessel. I'm like, no, no, no. Let 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 him finish, let him finish, and then then I'll jump in and show him how it's done. <laughs> You're too good of a person, Dana. Oh, shut up, Dustin. <laughs> we need to we need to get you a little dirty. We need to get we need to we need, we need, to, we need, to, we need to tarnish you up a little bit. Should I start like walk? Should I start like walking in the front of a caribou and shoving people out of the way? Do you know who I am? No, I need no, my no, medium cold no, press. No, 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 but you see, you need to. You gotta, you gotta pick your spots. Like, yeah, sure. You know, you you do it for a Chappelle show. You do it for a, you know, something. You know. Well, I even feel bad, like when say like my wife or something wants some concert tickets, and I know like we have extras. I I even feel bad asking promotions. I'm like, is it okay if like my wife can come? You know. And then they're happy to give them to you because you don't ask all the time. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Whereas me, so Nikki is friends with some musicians that um, you know lived in Minneapolis or worked in Minneapolis for a while, and they've kind of gone on to other things. So. She was friendly with this uh, drummer. His name's Steve Gould. He uh, he played for Owl City, and he's played with Matt Carney, and he's played with Sarah Bareilles, and he's played with you know a, a, a bunch of different bands. And yeah, I've I've met him one time. In fact, we but we we've, we've we've talked multiple times. Actually, I've tried to work it to get him on this podcast, and that's definitely one of the people that I'm going to try to get on in 2020. But Steve's a great drummer and a great dude, and. Yeah. Sarah Bareilles uh, came to Tulsa, and Steve was playing on that tour. And I was like, "Nikki, let's meet. Let's see if we can get backstage. Let's meet Sarah. Like that would be so yeah, cool." Yeah, of course. And I was like, "We don't. Need, you don't have to ask for concert. Like we'll buy the tickets. That's fine. But let's. I mean, let's see. Like maybe we can just meet Steve after the show. You know, whatever." Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, "Oh no, we can't do that. No, 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 no." So I took it upon myself. I just sent him a DM on Twitter. I was like, hey, man, we're going to be at the show, blah, 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 blah. He's like, well, why didn't you let me know? I could have gotten you tickets. And it's like, oh, no, we're happy to pay and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing, yeah. He's like, well, after the show, come backstage. I was like, okay. Okay. So you kind of have How to How do wait. I do that? Do I, just, do I just start walking back there? Or? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they actually make everyone leave. And so we're hanging out the front of the venue, and it's taking a little bit of time. And Nikki's like, "This, let's just go, let's just go, like whatever." Like, mm. no, like Steve said to wait, so let's just wait and we'll see. And sure enough, he comes out, and so this is in Tulsa at uh, this venue called Kane's Ballroom, which is a okay. great music venue. Mm-hmm. And I thought like the backstage was just like a little backstage area. It turns out you go through the backstage door and you go outside. And then, like, the green room is in a whole other building. Oh, God. So, like, oh, this is super rad. So, we go yeah. back there, and he takes us in the green room, and then, like, everyone's just kind of, like, hanging out. And he's like, oh, yeah. hey, this is Sarah Bareilles. I'm like, oh. holy shit, it's Sarah Bareilles. Holy shit. Yeah, hey. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I, that's my favorite, my, it's my favorite, like, making an ass of myself in front of a celebrity. She goes, "How do you two? How do you two know each other?" And he meant, "How do how do Steve and I know each other?" And but I go, "Oh, we're married." 
<laughs> and Nikki like, 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 you look at you, like, Nikki looking at Steve, like, wait, what? <laughs> Nikki goes. Nikki goes. Nikki says that I say like it wasn't noticeable that I she, that it seemed like I was just being funny. Sure. Like it was one of those. I was gonna be so cool under pressure, and I totally yeah, went exactly. Like I got this. I got this. Oh, oh, Sarah, bro. Oh God, I just choked. <laughs> I mean, because she's one of my favorite musicians of all time. Oh yeah, she's incredible. Are you kidding me? <sighs> those are the good days. So, like, hey, that's something that's something hey, that never would have happened. Least- at least you were there, dude. But it never would have happened unless you reached out and uh, exactly. you know worked an angle. And so we we sat in the we sat in the green room for like forty five minutes, had a beer, just like shot the shit, like yeah. It's a great story, you know. Yeah, life. exactly, great story. You're 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 one of the crew at that point, you know, just having a beer, hanging out in the green room. Legendary. That's legendary, dude. That's awesome. I ne- you never told me that one before. That's amazing. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's one of those stories that makes my heart happy. And then he was like, hey, we're going to be in Dallas in a couple weeks. You guys should come down. He's like, I'll get the tickets and like blah, blah, blah. But like it was at a bad, like it was the, the timing just didn't work out. But Didn't work out for it, sure. We could have went again. Yeah. Could have gone in the back. Could've, you could have made up for it with uh, Sarah had you gone exactly. uh, to the Dallas you know, show. See, I could have. I missed. It. But I feel like this story is funnier than had you like gone to the Dallas show and then you said like something like kind of charming, funny, and she laughed. You know, like I feel like it's better this way. Yeah, but what if we would have become best friends? Yeah, uh, there's always that. But guess what? That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> hey, what? Of all people, you are giving me the negativity? Yeah, I guess that's true. I count, you know, there are very few people I count on in this world to not be negative, and you're one of them, and you just hit me with negativity. I can't believe well, it. Well, no, because I, I was just thinking in my own head about the time that, like, I met Puff Daddy in, uh, in, in a bathroom at KDWB when I was an intern at KFAN, and, like, I choked and didn't say anything cool to him, and, you know, he kind of looked at me and was like, hey, and then... I call my buddy. He goes, "There's literally nothing you could have said to him that would have made him think you're cool." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, I, apples and oranges is a different story. But <laughs> who was who the guy at KDWB um, that worked the the uh, the evening drive? Uh, Scotty, what's Scotty something? Oh God, I can't even remember. You remember who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty Davis, maybe? Or? Yeah, something like right. that. I saw him yeah. in the bathroom at K-Fan, and I, like, mm-hmm. started marking out because I had not met really anyone, like, from the radio station yet. And I was like, "Sure, oh, dude, I'm, 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 I'm in the bathroom. Oh, that's got to that, 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 talk to that, the radio. Oh, my God. That's, oh my that's God. pretty cool. <sighs> that's, that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, at least you're making an ass of yourself in front of Puff Daddy like I did. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm sure he sits around and talks about the time that – this uh, goofy white kid, uh, you know, talk to him in the do you bathroom. Think, do you think maybe Puff Daddy and Sarah Burrells are doing a podcast together right now, talking about these exact same stories? Do you know how much money I would pay to hear a Puff Daddy, Sarah Burrells podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would they even talk about? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm I'm there for it. I I would like to yeah have them. yeah I, I yeah I was gonna say like I if they started a Patreon account I'm in <laughs> that, yeah what's the highest subscriber level I can buy into so that I yeah. can just like I'll, I'll take out a loan open up a new line of credit like I'm, yeah. I'm in for it like, I'll sell some shit whatever I'll sell everything <laughs> I, 
I might be the only person that listens, but I will listen. No, you and I both. Let's go. <laughs> we uh, we both are into n- nerdy things. I would say. Of course, we are. You uh, you really like to uh, jazz up your outfits with uh, mm-hmm. some of the nerdy stuff that you like, and uh, I know for uh, the comedy show appearance appearance, you rocked uh, your Pac Man jacket, mm-hmm. which is a a, a s- spectacular. Pac-Man jacket, sport coat. That, it's, uh, it, and it's a full suit, too. I just didn't wear the pants last night. Anyone that wants to see it can go and look at Dana's Twitter account. It's uh, you just at Dana Wessel on Twitter? Is that what you're at? Yep, now? at Dana Wessel. Yeah, twitter.com backslash at Dana Wessel. So if you want to see that, definitely go and take a look. Where where do you come up with uh, your, some of your outfit choices? Like, do you, are, are, do you plan out your outfits, or do you just – is it dark in your room and you just grab whatever is closest or how do you make, your, uh, I, uh, how do you make your choices? I'm actually like looking in my closet right now and it's basically, uh, 80% soccer jerseys, probably like 5% funny sport coats or, you know, like the Pac-Man star Wars. And then I'm also looking at the mighty ducks Jersey that you got me a couple of years Aww. ago for, uh, for my birthday, which is one of the best ever that I still wear all the time. And that's kind of it. And then I have about a hundred graphic t-shirts, you know, like that different things. And I just throw them on kind of whenever, uh, just grab one and whatever clean, it doesn't smell too bad. I just throw it on, go for it. So you're not, uh, you don't plan out your outfits. You're not a meticulous, like nope. it's tomorrow, nope. tomorrow's Wednesday. Therefore I must put this together with this and. No, no, no. Honestly, like I just kind of, I have a drawer full of like blue t-shirts and that's kind of like my go-to. So I kind of just like keep those same ones in rotation, but no, I just kind of grab a t-shirt and just kind of go for it and throw a bandana on and see what happens. Where did, uh, where did you get the Pac-Man suit? The Pac-Man suit. So, um, when Heather and I were engaged and we were, you know, planning our wedding and stuff, I kind of joked, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I wore a Pac-Man suit as a joke? And she was like, she's like, no, you should do that and get it for the reception. So I did. <laughs> so I had a costume change, announcement change at the reception. So, you know, I, we got married, and I like red in a black suit, you know, no bandana, and look classy and stuff. And then um, as we're going through the reception, the woman who was planning everything, you know, the coordinator, she goes, um, I understand that you have a costume change. And I go, yes. <laughs> and my Pac-Man suit was back there waiting for me. So about like midway through, like kind of once the dance got started, I went back there and threw it on and uh, came back out and, it, you know, obviously the crowd loved it. <laughs> crowd goes wild. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, we're, we've been bringing this podcast back. We've done a, a few of these podcasts together and I throw up uh, occasionally I'll throw up a link on the old Facebook See if anyone has any questions for us. So I thought yeah, that we uh, we'd jump into here and see longtime contributor of uh, to this podcast, my my great friend Rod Stark, winner by the way of the uh, Bag of Dicks Fantasy Football League this year. So you know he'll <laughs> be on to talk about that uh, very soon because he was by far the worst person in our league last year. He uh, yep. He drafted Tom Brady with his first round pick with like the seventh oh, pick last year. And my my uh my good friend Travis sent me a text message. He was like, 
who is this and why is he lighting his money on fire? <laughs> so that doesn't sound like a very good first pick. No, no, that's uh, that's the, the a quarterback is not usually the place you want to go in the first round of a uh, of a no. uh, point per reception fantasy football league, especially an aging one too. <laughs> Correct. Even though he did have a pretty good year last year, uh, yeah, that's not where you want to go in the first round. That's a pick. That's someone he probably could have drafted in like the ninth round. Exactly. He did jump in with uh, with a couple questions. So mm-hmm. uh, he wants to know what you are most looking forward to in 2020. Uh, the Jeopardy championships between Alex or uh, between uh, Brad. The uh, uh, Jeopardy championship, you know, the they're three, doing like the, the go- three way dance for Jeopardy supremacy. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing the greatest of all time. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be uh, Ken Jennings against uh, James Holzhauer and Brad. So we'll see who wins. I, I don't know who I'm rooting for yet. People have been asking me on Twitter, and I, I haven't decided yet. And I, I don't know. I, I, I want James to win because he's such a cool dude and, like, the new kind of favor on the Jeopardy scene. But I kind of like how Brad has never lost to anybody but a computer in Jeopardy before. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is pretty awesome. So that's uh, that starts what uh, the first Monday, like, January seventh yeah. on ABC. Yep, and it's like uh, the first to win three games or something like that. First right? one three games, so it, it could go like a couple days, or it could go three days, it could go a couple, you know, like a week and a half. We'll see. So, so the thing that you're most looking forward to next year happens in the first two weeks of January, and then the the rest of the year is just downhill for you. Well, no, I mean, there's that. There's also Fast and Furious 9, which obviously I'm very excited for. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit upset by the fact that uh, my 40th birthday did not come up in your top two choices for most important things, hap- the thing that you're looking forward to most in 2020. Gonna... Well, I thought we were saving that for the end to talk about. Well, you know, I'm going to be 40, I mean, we're, we're, Good Lord. Yeah, I know. We're, we're all, we're all going to come down to Texas and party, right? I hope so. I am actually putting together a uh, Facebook invitation, just letting everyone know, hey, if anyone wants to come, put it out way ahead of time so people have time to plan. It's not easy to just, you know, leave everything behind and come get drunk in my pool for a few days, but, you know, we'll... uh, We'll make that happen. I am, but you, you're going to be there. Your mom's going to be there making uh, delicious treats. And there, will there be beer? Do you think? Do you think there'll be beer? There's you, a good chance. Be- there's a good chance there'll be beer. Oh, okay. All right. I probably, well, yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten any, but if you want some, I'll get you some. <laughs> You'll add it to the list. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping for you that White Claw will have returned to Texas by then. Are you don't not do you not have White Claw in Texas? They did, but everyone got white girl wasted on the claws, and they uh, sold out. And the the last couple times I went to the liquor store, there haven't been any. You know what? Uh, I'll uh, I'll smuggle them to, uh, around my body, <laughs> duct tape style. You know, <laughs> like like I'm a terrorist going through uh, security at all. I'll smuggle some through. Okay. <laughs> if I have to, I'll mule them. I'll mule them right up. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go on into. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I'm most looking forward to in 2020 is uh, yeah the uh, Summer Olympics. I'm a big fan of the Summer Olympics. I, uh, of course. Enjoy that. The one thing I am annoyed with about the Olympics this year is that because they are in Japan, yeah, that's going to force 
my favorite thing that happens every year, which is the New Japan G1 Climax Wrestling Tournament that generally happens uh, over July and the first two weeks of August, usually culminating on the weekend of my birthday. We'll have to be moved. Of all time, by the way. <laughs> exactly. We'll have to be moved to October, so I won't get to watch G1. Yeah. I won't get to watch the G1 Climax on my birthday because of the stupid Olympics. Stupid Olympics. We love the Olympics, but I love them God except when they impact things that I love more, which then makes them stupid. It's kind of like you remember back in the day when we would want to watch Raw, and there'd be that one week a year where the Westminster Dog Show got in the way. No, and there was, they like yeah, and they there was, there was and the, they would like the, preempt it or whatever. Right, there was the there was the one week where they would have the dog show. Then there was the one week where they would have the U.S. Open tennis tournament. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, oh. so brutal. This is and the worst. And then we'd have to, them. and then we'd have to like sign up on our, or you know, sign in through our AOL accounts and go to like wrestlezone.com to find out like what happened and stuff. Yes, I do remember that those days. My favorite, my favorite old wrestling website to go to was Online Onslaught. Online Onslaught. Those good. Those dudes were great. I was at wrestlezone.com. They would always have the spoilers from like the tapings, you know, when they raw used to tape, uh, you know, back to back, you know, and then, yep. and they would have the, uh, they would have the spoilers for what happened next week. And I'd like, I'd print them out and we'd, I'd go into school and stuff and like, Hey, let's check this out. What happened next week? You know? <laughs> and then I discovered the wrestling observer newsletter and became a huge Meltzer. Meltzer. Devo- yeah. Devotee. Of course. Cause he's the best. <laughs> do you follow Dave Meltzer on Twitter? Yeah, I do. Man, does that guy get mad at people? He really does, which he's is kind of like, weird. He's like, and "You're an idiot," but he like he says it. He calls people idiots in like, like not a rude way, just more in a like, "I can't believe you're this dumb." Yeah, he calls people out, which is kind of funny. Which but, is fair. Which is uh, fun. I mean, they all deserve it, but yeah. But also, I feel like he kind of chilled just like a little bit, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, it's like Dave. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't feed the trolls quite so much. Exactly. That that's what I think. It's like he kind of like brings it down to like the one percent that are like idiots that are like, uh, blah, blah, and then it kind of makes all wrestling fans look like dumbasses. Um. Let's see. What else am I looking forward to in twenty twenty? So my birthday, the Olympics. Um. Oh, the return of the Marvel Universe to uh, movie theaters. With the uh, oh yeah, with the Black Widow movie that we're finally gonna get. I'm also excited, excited about, about that? Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. I already have a uh, movie date in place with uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, nice, who, who, nice. Who is in love with Gal Gadot? Well, I mean, who isn't? I mean, she was in Fast and Furious four, five, six, and seven. I mean, how do you not love her? <laughs> <laughs> Had she not been in those, forget her. Yeah. I always like to remind people that when they talk about how great she is in Wonder Woman, I'm like, hey, remember, she was Giselle in Fast and Furious before she was uh, Diane in Wonder Woman, okay? Exactly. Just, let's relax. <laughs> so he also asks, what was the most shocking thing you learned about Dana that you wouldn't have expected when you first met him? And then Ooh. he said the same question for you about me. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Jeez. Most shocking? Mm-hmm. I feel like we've always kind of been open books to each other, so yeah. I, I can't even think of an answer either, really. Um, mm. 
Yeah, so see, like he loves Kevin Smith as much as I do. Um, uh, I guess I didn't realize that you were such a Seahawks fan, but you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, I didn't really talk about you know my love of the other teams, you know, because I was trying to fit into the uh, the local sports scene. Yeah, what are you gonna do if uh, when? Because it, it sounds like it could work out tomorrow that the Vikings end up in Seattle for uh, the Wild Card Weekend. Well, much as it worked out when I drove uh, to Minneapolis to see the Seahawks beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Were you at that game? I was, dude. It was so cold. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I remember I was sitting there watching that game, and like Heather had just brought me to urgent care because I got diagnosed with the flu and I had like, a fever. And the game yeah, was ending. We were going we like, to hang out, and you got sick. Yeah, and then like I look up at like the screen like as that field goal is about to happen, and I saw him miss it. I'm like, I just kind of laughed. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> just kind of went back to bed. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I've I've told this this story a few times on on the podcast, but holy smokes, was it, cold. it was so so cold. Yeah, that actually that trip um, actually uh, started the road to uh, Mike Yo getting fired, uh, which was Nikki's fault. Um, we, uh, cause we went to, uh, we went to the football game that afternoon and then we went to the uh-huh. hockey game that night Yeah, and she didn't wear them to the game, but it was close enough cause we were at the holiday and express that's kitty corner from XL energy center. And sure. Yeah. I'd say there, she had, uh, she had her unlucky Minnesota wild socks, which she wore to the football game. But they were in the hotel room, which was close enough to the XL Energy Center to get the negative juju on them. They played one of the worst games I've ever seen them play against the New Jersey Devils, which started their 13-game losing streak, which uh, cost Mike Yo his job. So, um, yeah, Nikki, uh, forced, I, I, Nikki forced Blair Walsh to miss the field goal and then got Mike Yo fired. I just like the, the, it's like one of like worst days in Minnesota sports history, and nobody even remembers the Wild lost that day, or even had a game. Right. <laughs> I remember because I was at both, and I was very excited. yeah, exactly. I was gonna say you probably did the rare double feet to went from one to the other. You know, I was I was uh, feeling no pain that evening. <laughs> but it was a fun night for you. We, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever been that cold in my entire life. Oh, I bet not. No, I bet it was freezing. When ordered a hot chocolate, by the time Nikki brought it back down to us, like the top was already starting to freeze. Yeah, it was just like a cold chocolate at that point. Oh, God. Misery. But, hey, yeah. the Seahawks won, so that's all that matters. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Most uh, shocking thing. I don't know that anything I would say was shocking, really. Yeah, so I, I guess I the most the most shocking thing I learned is not something that I really learned. It's that like that we became so close without ever actually hanging out. Yeah, right. Is that crazy? Because like it kind of you know we knew each other from KFAN, and then it just kind of went from Twitter, and then went to texting, then talking like almost daily. You know, because <laughs> you would you would if people listen to us talk, you would think that like we went to like school together and we're like best friends. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, we literally know everything about each other, which is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess nothing's really that shocking. 
I'm, I'm yeah, shocked, I feel I'm, like, I'm shocked yeah. that you found a hot chick to marry you. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would imagine that that's a shocking thing for everyone. <laughs> for us both, you know? <laughs> what is your favorite song, TV show, or movie of 2019? Well, this was on the list I was going to give you, so we'll just we'll just do it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your some of your favorite uh, pop culture things that have happened this year? Uh, this might be controversial for some people, but I absolutely loved um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like it. I don't, we haven't even talked about this yet. I don't even know if you liked it, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It uh, it was perfect. There's no way they were ever gonna like you know nail the landing for everybody, but it worked for me, and I thought it was fantastic. So that was one of my favorite highlights of the year because I've been looking forward to it all in 2019 and right. getting to see it. You know, expectations were high, and I loved it. Well, I I did love it. I had problems with it, but, but I, well, of course, I'm yeah. Looking, I'm over. I've chosen to pretty much overlook them. But the reason, the the way that I know that I didn't love it as much as I should have is I've I haven't been back to see it again. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, it's it's tough. I I still am a little bit confused why they would choose someone who has multiple times told people that he's not good at crafting endings of stories to be the person Crafty that they the chose story. to end the story. Yeah. Um, well, because he, he was all they had left after, you know, they, they, Ryan Johnson didn't want to do it. And then they got rid of the Jurassic world guy, you know, Ryan Trevelyan or whatever his name is kind of like, what else, what else they can do? You and I could have done it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, Robert or uh, Iger from Disney didn't call us. Yeah, unfortunately. Bob, Bob, Bob didn't uh, get me in on the, any of the creative, creative meetings for uh rise. Of I can't believe he didn't like, you know, round us in that group text, you know, to figure yeah. it out. But <laughs> I mean, it was, it was JJ has a very breakneck pacing of his movies, and so yeah. it was just kind of all over the place. But I mean, yeah. It, well, they so had hard. to fit. They they had to fit a lot of things in. He wanted to tie a lot of stuff up, and right. I get it. But I mean, there were a couple of things that were out of place. But you know what? At the end of the day, I thought it was a really good movie, and I was really satisfied when I walked out of that theater. It you know, and it, the thing about it is. It moved me, it, you know, it gave me thrills, it, it made me feel emotions, it did, you know, some some really good things for me. So, overall, I was happy with it, it wasn't perfect, it certainly wasn't Endgame for me. Um, yeah. Endgame, Endgame just hit... Endgame stuck the landing big time. Exactly. That, and it shows how hard that is. Like mm-hmm. what the guys that did Endgame, Marcus and McFeely, what those guys did with Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers is so difficult mm-hmm. to to fit all of those stories. They have twenty three movies worth of stuff movies. that they had to put in and and get to the finish line. And that movie's not perfect either. Like there's people that will complain about certain stuff. You won't hear me complain about that movie. I fucking love that yeah. movie. I love all these Marvel yeah. movies. I watch them constantly. I watched. Uh, cap one and the first half of Avengers last night on TV. It was just on Epics, just playing. I just watched it. Like I love. You throw that shit on. Like why not? I to would be much fair, rather though, watch Marvel to, movies than pretty much anything else in my life. To be fair, 
to be fair, they knew what they were doing with like a certain window of time sticking that landing where it was 42 years of three different trilogies, different companies, different, you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? No, absolutely. And that also goes to show you how different it is when you have one person guiding the vision. Exactly. It's exactly. Kevin, everything on those movies, you can, the writers, the directors, producers, whatever. Kevin Feige is the guy that puts the final word on everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't have 27 people, you know, pulling different ways, you got one guy pulling different that, ways that and having different visions. Yeah. Doing. So, yeah, for me, Endgame is my favorite thing that was of 2019 for sure um i think my i think my other favorite thing of 19 2019 was the uh u.s women's world cup final yep then winning back-to-back world cups that was just amazing megan rapino being continuing to be such a badass and that was just so much fun do you do you feel that uh rose gets a little bit slided like she's a little rose bit, Lavelle? yeah she's a little bit it seems like uh, people don't talk about her enough but because like Rapino got the, got all the glory and had the pose and did all this great stuff. But I mean, but her goal at the end, oh my god, that was and then her reaction, her on her knees and like clenching her fists, that was the World Cup moment for me because we were sitting there waiting on pins and needles, thinking like, oh my god, like okay, we got the Rapino penalty, but are we gonna blow? And then when she scored that goal, oh my god, the roof comes off the building. And then did you know that uh, Alex Morgan and Rose Lavelle walked right past the Go 96.3 booth when I was there, and I didn't even know it? No. They took a picture, like, basically four feet to the right of our booth, and it was like a Saturday night. And I kind of joked because, you know, I was like, oh, they're going to be in town. They're playing on Monday. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, we ran into some of them? And then – uh, I think it was Alex or Rose posted on Facebook of them like hanging out outside, like right by the Ferris wheel and they were there and somehow I didn't see them. It was the most devastating thing that's ever happened to me. That's heartbreaking. It's the worst FOMO of all time. Like once I saw that photo, like the next morning, I was like, are you kidding me? The, this is how, okay. How, so this is the answer to Rod's question. This is the most shocking thing that I've learned about Dana. I'm 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 just surprised that you didn't know their every movements and just to make sure that you would meet them. Well, I have, I'll be honest. I've been checking their Instagrams and like just you know all their all you know her Alex you know Megan you know all their stories just seeing you know like all right are they giving me around you know and then somehow I missed them and it was just devastating. <laughs> who is who is the one uh, person uh, that Heather would wish you would stop talking about? Is it? One of the World Cup ladies is it? <laughs> is it? Um, oh God! What's it? I've just drew a blank on. Um, Dustin, don't answer. Don't ask questions. You know the answer to. You know it's Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anna Kendrick is so lovely. I know she is. Do you? Did you see Noel? I didn't. No. Oh, well, it's on Disney Plus if you want to catch it. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on my list. You see, there's uh, some hockey player said hi to her on Twitter. and then Yeah, like, and all his buddies. Like he, yeah, he had, like, teamwork going. Like he, And they all, like, 
told like funny stories about him. Like, Oh, Hey, thanks. Thanks bro. Remember that time you rescued me from, uh, you know, and, and rescued nine dogs as well, you know, and she actually got back to him, which is kind of cool. That's well, that's the only reason I saw it is that, that she uh, posted something about it. Uh huh. So that goes for uh, that goes for everybody out there. Shoot your shot. You never know. <laughs> he plays for the New York Rangers. Do you think he'll take her to the Hooters from Big Daddy? Oh God, I wish. Uh, rest in peace. It's closed down. Oh, damn it. This is I why know. we can't have it's nice work. things. Thanks a lot, Obama. I know, right? I thought we could, but I guess we can't. Obama just doesn't let us have anything good. Yeah. Do you have uh, what's your favorite uh, thing that happened musically this year? Uh, musically this year. Um, let's see. I love that Tom DeLonge, uh, brought back angels and airwaves because, um, love like when from back in the day, love the fact that, uh, Tom DeLonge got the old band back together, you know, that he, now that he left blank again, but it was, it was cool to see them at first Avenue. And that was definitely my favorite show of the year. It was just getting to, getting to see Tom DeLonge up there doing his thing, you know, cause that's one of my favorite rock dudes of all time. And it's an opportunity for a humble brag. I guess. I nah, I'm just breaking your boss. That's the thing. You don't yeah. humble brag about anything. You can do all kinds of cool shit, and you're just like, yeah, I get to do cool things. I work hard. This is what happens. I What's, mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to bring this stuff up. Like, it makes you uncomfortable. I don't know. I'm just, uh, just a dude, this you know? Is, this is why you are so much better at that job than I ever would be, because mm-hmm. I would fuck it up. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. How but. you like it? How you like me now? <laughs> what, uh, do, you have a, Suck it. do you have a favorite uh, a favorite TV show? Do you have anything that you really love TV wise? I'm sorry. Uh, um, the fact that Silicon Valley ended that was <sighs> probably my favorite my favorite show of the year because I I love that show. Heather and I've been rewatching it since uh, from the beginning a couple of weeks ago, and it's just so funny and so well run. My judge just like what what a, what a career that dude has in TV. This Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, Silicon Valley. You know, like what a what a genius that office dude is. Space. You know, yeah, Office Space too. You know, Idiocracy. Like the guy, the guy is brilliant. I would I would say they're the last like eight weeks on HBO have been maybe my favorite my favorite eight weeks of TV in a very, very long time. You have Watchmen, which is absolutely brilliant. I would yeah, I need to get in on that, by the way. Anyone that is not even – you don't even have to know about the comics. Like, it's a – Yeah, I was going to say, because I know, I know nothing about the source material. Will I still be into it? Yes, absolutely, because it it takes tone and it takes – uh, elements of the books, but it's not as it's not a retelling or like it's not a deep dive into something that if you didn't know about, you couldn't get into. Sure, it's a story yeah. in that world, and honestly, it's one of my favorite things I've ever watched. Yeah, it's, it's, I, an, I, it's a masterpiece. I've seen you like tweet about it and talk about it and you've told me about it. And I've seen other people whose opinions I trust. I'm like, I really need to start watching that or start in on, you know, episode one and go all the way through. Cause like Seppin wall was saying like how perfect it was and everything. So I, I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, but not just that. So you have Watchmen, and then you would have, um, Silicon Valley and you'd have another show, which I loved, which was Mrs. Fletcher. 
Um, that is a show that was so good. Not enough people talked about it. I guess it only is going to have a one season. Um, oh, really? That's a bummer. So, I hate when that happens. But Catherine Hahn absolutely crushes in that show. Oh, she's amazing. And it is so good. Your your wife would love this show. Yeah. It's it's definitely, you know, and in their 30-minute episodes, you bang them out. I think there was seven or eight episodes. I mean, that's a Saturday afternoon. You could bang out the whole series. So. It Today a, is a uh, limited, a limited uh, story really. I don't know, but I was hoping that they were gonna bring more because they the way they kind of left it, it felt like oh, is that all? That's all we're getting. But I guess that's the way it goes. So I would say Watchmen, Silicon Valley, Mrs. Fletcher. I also loved Euphoria, which was on this summer on HBO. Oh, is that good? I, I didn't catch that one either. Zendaya. Absolutely crushed. It is so out there and so like the worst things that you could imagine teenagers doing and then cranked up even further. Like if you were a parent, this would be like your worst nightmare of the way kids behaved. But also an important, but also told in like a way that like is powerful and like how kids like need help sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sure. Just a very interesting story. Um, God, just, so I mean, I, I know people were worried about when Game of Thrones ended, what the hell would happen with HBO. All they did was make, HBO will be fine. All they, all they did was make five other shows that I loved way more. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like when Sopranos ended, they're like, oh, what's HBO? HBO always re- reinvents itself, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, could, you, could you even imagine the fact that here we are at the end of 2020 and our end of 2019, and literally no one is talking about Game of Thrones. I know, right? Yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. Like that was all anyone wanted to talk about, and now they they talk about not landing. They just yeah talk about not talk about not uh, yeah not uh, landing. It, it, nobody talks about it anymore, and they're like, oh, well, that sucks. Let's just move on with our lives. <laughs> Let's all forget how much time and effort we put into all of this and just all of this. Let's just call a spade a spade and pretend like this whole thing, like when we were buying like the Game of Thrones themed uh, Oreos at Target for the <laughs> finale party, just let's pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, musically, um, I mean, The Rise of Lizzo has been pretty awesome. Oh, of course, yeah. Even though that album has been out for like three years. Three years, and we've all heard it, but it's just cool to see her like rise to the top because she's absolutely the coolest of all time. Like nine, 18 months ago, I watched her open for Heim at a That's so show crazy. at uh, at Revention uh, Music Theater, which is here in Houston. It's about a 2,500-seat venue. She was uh, here. Lizzo came back and headlined in October for two sold-out shows by herself. Um you couldn't get. I mean, you couldn't even get in the door for less than two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, same here. When she uh, did a couple at the palace, it was just like insane. You could not get in the door. <laughs> she went from she went being went from being an opener riding around on tour buses to flying private jets in about fourteen. Of months. course, and then uh, killing on an SNL with that Eddie Murphy episode too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, talk about favorite TV things have happened of twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, Eddie that Murphy was amazing. Back to SNL. I mean. That was so cool when, uh, especially the monologue, you know, it's him up there with, uh, Chappelle and Tracy Morgan 
and Chris Rock, and then um, Keenan came out. Like, it was just, it was so perfect. It was so cool. And can we just give a big fuck you to anyone on Twitter that cropped Keenan out of that picture? Oh, like, I know. That was so dumb. Like, that was so dumb. I, I enjoy, like, the back bandit bit. Like, oh, uh, let me piggyback on that, you know? That was, that was, like, a funny, like, bit. But, you know, it should have been all five of them up there, obviously, because yeah. Keenan is a legend. Keenan just doesn't get enough respect for what he has done and what he continues to do. Like He's I mean, literally his... been on TV my entire life. Like, right. like he, and he, he's the through... he, he was on all that when I was a kid, you know? He's the, <laughs> we through, kids, he's you the know? through line for so many young people. Like, that started yeah. with him on Nickelodeon and through all this SNL stuff. Like Good Burger, and now he's been on SNL and just... Like he does not. I think people take him for granted because, like, they're like, "Oh yeah, Keenan will be there to, you know, make a sketch funny," you know. But like, yeah, he, you don't see anyone asking for Kel, do you? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, think of like in the last like five years, like anyone on SNL, like nobody's like, "Oh God, like yeah, that person's so funny." Like, no, like it's it's Keenan's always there. He's always steady. He always makes sketches better. And of course, you know anything Pete Davidson. Oh Jesus, that dude! What a mess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Uh, he was, he, he's he was funny. He, he was funny this last on the on the weekend update though. He's like, I can't I believe did, yeah, you, yeah. I can't he did. He did. Let me do this on the Eddie Murphy episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I do I do I do like the dude. Like I hope I hope he just kind of like finds peace, whatever he's looking for. Because it sounds like he's going back to rehab and stuff. So I just I just want him like to you know find health and happiness because. He's obviously been through a lot the last few years. <laughs> do you do you miss Leslie Jones on the show? Not really. Do you? No. Like I thought I would, but it's like, I mean, I kind of wish she would be there for a weekend update segment every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no. I guess. I mean, I hope she does something funny because she decided to bail out on SNL and like she had all these offers. But like, I, what is she gonna do? Exactly. Yeah, I haven't really heard much from her. And then it's kind of like, what's Kate McKinnon going to do when she leaves, and some of the others? Because I don't know, like, how much else is out there for him. You know. So I thought the I thought Kate McKinnon awkwardness. I thought that was kind of just like a bit. That is like who she is. Oh yeah, because I was watching. There was um, uh, this this chef named Dave Chang has a mm-hmm. Netflix show called Ugly Delicious. And he went to like Singapore or something, and Kate McKinnon was the person that was with him. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, is she doing a bit right now? But apparently, that's she's just awkward like that. And it's yeah, uh, there's like nothing wrong with it. But like, I didn't realize of course that not, yeah. she, I didn't realize that that wasn't an on-off thing that she did. Like, she's just awkward like that. Yeah, she's awkward like that. And when when the lights go on on Saturday night, she's fucking great yeah, but yeah no, like she's, she's kind of like an uncomfortable like person like that yeah like a lot of legends are you know like we are like we're just super awkward we're legends oh god yeah i'm most awkward in, a, of all I mean, time, dude. in our own minds yeah <laughs> well sir i'm getting to the bottom of my cocktail so i feel like that's a signal that maybe it's time to wrap it up we've only been wrapping her up we're only been going for an hour and 10 minutes so Jeez, have we been gone that long? Yeah, man. This was all this recorded, by the way? Oh shit, I was supposed <laughs> to record, wasn't I? I guess maybe we should we could start the podcast now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start the podcast. Oh, I thought we were just shooting shit. Yeah, all good, right. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit the record button. Let's that, let's, that start, let's get through. into some real stuff. <laughs> that was a good run through. I yep. I did I did want to make a point because I was doing the, one of the few things that I still enjoy doing on Facebook, which is going and looking at my Facebook memories. Uh-huh. That uh, five years ago today, I brought back this podcast for like I think at the time it was bringing it back for the third time because I think now is like the sixth time. Um, mm-hmm. But five years ago today, I brought my podcast back, and uh, I I didn't realize this until I was scrolling through my memories earlier. Um, but five years ago today, I interviewed my sister Heather, and oh, dude. that. Uh, that episode, of course, is um, up. You can go and listen to it. But um, it, it was pretty nice. She tagged me in a post. Um, she wrote that she had just wrapped an episode uh, in the Jogpot studio, studio with my brother. That's right. She was actually in Oklahoma five years ago. We did a podcast uh, together. In the studio. Together. In the studio. Oh, dude. And um, so that was pretty cool. So I felt it appropriate that uh, – just by sheer coincidence that we're recording today and it's uh with one of the most important people in my life so thank you for uh being on the show and coming back and bringing the podcast back in uh, the best possible way i uh, i'm always appreciative of the time that you take and uh, that you're willing to give me for this uh weird ass little show that i do so thank you hey dude i love it anytime man for doing that and uh we'll be putting out the uh the post on uh how you can come and hang out uh, for my 40th birthday in August. So be looking forward to that. Uh, and excited. and uh, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up this edition of just another Y guys podcast. I have all new equipment. My, uh, my new computer got here last night. Everything's put together. We're going to start cranking out episodes again because uh, I feel like if I don't start talking into a microphone, I'm just going to go absolutely insane. So much more to come. I know you've heard it before. I swear I'm going to try and do it again, but uh, we'll get 2020 going in the right direction. So for my man, Dana Wessel, you can follow him on uh, Twitter at Dana Wessel. You can follow me at Dustin P. Jones. You follow the show at JogPod. If you have questions, email JogPod at gmail.com. But that's it. Always protect the five hole. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking Ryan. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, it hurt. Too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.